As we continue with our journey grow, today we have the readings that really speaks to most of us in our daily lives, particularly the essence of this scripture. I was reminded of a story of a, an old man who was a farmer. He woke up in the morning, goes to his farm, so he decided one day to go to have breakfast in the town. So as he went down, he ordered his meal, his food came, and of course, as soon as food came, he prayed, he gave thanks to God for the meal. He did a sign of the cross, he prayed. There was a young man, kind of goofy, sitting next to him, looks up and says, hey, dude, does everyone does that in your, in your village? The man says, yeah, only the pigs don't. Because this moment, how can't you give thanks to God for what you have? The readings today are focusing on giving thanks and being grateful. And they're giving us the story which can be horrible this time. Leprosy, the lepers we had, today we call it the Hansen disease. The first instance of this being mentioned in the scripture is in 14, like 1445 with Miriam in Numbers being punished for kind of disrespecting his brother Moses. But then we see in the scripture during the first reading, we see Naaman, the Syrian, the Syrian army commander, comes to Elisha. But I want to challenge you all to invite you to go back and read this read from the beginning of the story. I think we'll have a deep appreciation of the story than we have it today. It's being butchered so much. But if you read it, you see Naaman goes to the king and says, okay, the slave girl in my home says there is a prophet in Israel who can help me to be healed. So the king writes a letter to the king of Israel, says, I'm sending you my general, please take care of him. We know what the king did. He stands up, toys his robes and says, this man wants war from me. Am I God to heal leprosy? Don't I have lepers in my own territory here? On hearing that, prophet Elisha told the king, send him to me. So he goes to Elisha. Elisha gives one command, says, go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan. To which Naaman first protests and says, really? Don't we have even better streams of water in my place than this Jordan? He protests the first beginning. Until his servant tells him, my lord, if they'd asked you to do something horrible, something very heavy, would not have done it. Say, so, yeah. Say, what do you lose? Go do it. So he goes, washes himself seven times, and what happens? He's cleansed. So he comes back to give thanks to Elisha. That's the reading we have today. Giving thanks for what has happened. In the gospel today, we also see Jesus is coming, he's going to Jerusalem, but he is on the, on the border between Samaria and Galilee and meets these 10 lepers. And they shout from afar, say, have pity on us. They call him master, which in Greek really means uh, the one with supreme authority. The one who has supreme authority, master. So he says, okay, go show yourself the priest. At that moment, I'm very sure they're not yet healed yet. But he's testing them, can they do it? Of course they go, 
What happens? Along the way, the healing takes place along the way after doing what they've been told. Then the healing happens. Only one called a Samaritan, I like Luke, makes it very clear who he was. One who was Samaritan, realizing he's been healed, what does he do? He returns to give thanks. Of course, the question was, yes, Jews and Samaritans didn't get very, very well along. I'm very sure they're friends right now because of their shared destiny of pain and suffering. So the question is, if he went to the priest, okay, what does it do for him? He's not a Jew. Doesn't make sense for him to go to the priest. It's none of his business. His business is healed. So he returns to give thanks to God. He falls on his knees and give thanks to God. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus very carefully. He says, were they not ten held? How comes only one returns? Then Jesus says, go, your faith has saved you. Okay, now that may look like on, on, on top as something very nice, but it's deeper than that. The other, two, the other nine received the healing, the physical healing, but they were still far from the kingdom of God. They were still far. It's only one who even receives the physical healing and also is, say, is totally saved. What does this have to do with all of us? Now, I must say that all of us, we pray every day. At least we want to think, if we don't. We pray all the time, but the easiest prayer to say is a prayer of petition. That comes very naturally. Whenever I'm struggling with something, the easy thing to do is pray to God. Comes naturally. But the prayer of thanksgiving does not come naturally. Not because that we're not giving thanks to God, because maybe we don't even pay attention once this happens. I'm going to ask you a question. Do we give thanks to God as much as we pray to God? Most likely yes, most likely not. Or do I give God the glory he deserves for the things I have that I do not deserve? Maybe not, maybe yes. So I invite you today to look at the characters we have today, Neman and the Assyrian. Neman the Assyrian and also Samaritan. They had an encounter with God. And this encounter transformed them, which made their faith personal. It's this encounter that brings them to give thanks to God. We as Christians, as Catholics specifically, the Eucharist is a thanksgiving. That's what it means, thanksgiving. We are people who give thanks to God. That's why very soon when we do the preface, what do we say? It's truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give him thanks. We say that preface every mass. We are affirming that it does not matter how I am feeling today. I am supposed to be grateful for what I have and what I do not have. We, it's very easy to give thanks when things are going well, it's very hard when you're struggling. Because you may say, what do I give thanks for? But we know, all of us, we have to be trained out to give thanks. When I was eight years old, I had my first Holy Communion. 
and all what good mothers do, my mom sit, sat me down to write thank you notes. Some of my relatives would come from outside the country. They came for my first Holy Communion. So as a boy, I hated doing it. But she said, you are going to do it. You have no choice. Okay. So I began writing thank you notes, everyone, the names, I sent them on. A month later on, I got a phone call from my aunt's wife's mom, calling me, thanking me for the thank you note. So I went to my mom and asked, Mom, do I need to write another thank you note for the thank you phone call? Her mom says, it will end there. <laughs> but what was the lesson here? She was teaching us that it's a right thing to give thanks, to express our gratefulness. It means we are human, we've been touched. All of us have been touched in different ways. I want to challenge you today. In our personal endeavors, let's take out the rules that we have. Let's go beyond the rules and see yourself as you are. Speak to God as a person, not as something. It's okay if you're mad at God, yell at him. Yell to God. It's, he can take it. Tell him what you feel. Make it a personal prayer. Make it a personal encounter we have every day. And as you come to receive communion today, I invite you, ask yourself, what are you grateful for in life? Name it. Everyone knows why they, what you're grateful for. Maybe some of us are going to be very ashamed. We've not been grateful enough, but that's okay. God understands it. We open up our hearts to ask God to help us. But in our encounter with God, making it our personal encounter, not individualistic encounter, not selfish encounter, a personal encounter that transforms life. That's what God is seeking from all of us. We ask for God's blessings today. As we go through this week, let us look in our life and ask God to open up our hearts to see where we need to be grateful. And so we should be grateful to God. The Lord be with you.